Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports History Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your sports break for this April 5th edition, as we will talk about some of the greatest events in sports history and some of the greatest athletes that perform these events along with their jersey numbers. And we are sure glad that you were able to join us here today as we go through this journey together. And uh, make sure that you know that you can follow up this journey each and every day, uh, actually a start off this journey uh, with our newsletter it comes out each and every day 6 30 a.m eastern into your email inbox only if you sign up it's totally free you can cancel at any time so easy to do you can go to our show notes of this very podcast or go to pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com to subscribe to the newsletter now the great events that happen on april 5th start off with the bambino on April 5th, 1925, it was a big scare in the world of baseball when Yankee slugger number three, Babe Ruth, collapsed in a preseason exhibition game against the National League's Brooklyn Dodgers. Now, doctors had recommended that the Bambino not make the trip south to play the game, but he did it anyway, knocking in two home runs over the wall before what ended up being the symptoms of an ulcer. Yeah, the Bambinos had a little bit of a drinking and smoking uh, habit, and uh, I guess it caught up with him, along with the stresses of the fast life that he lived. There's even more news on Babe Ruth for this April 5th. This time in 1934, it was the day when he received a contract on NBC Radio Weekly in three 15-minute audio broadcasts for the lofty sum of $39,000 over 13 weeks. Now, this was $4,000 more than the Yankees were paying him to play for the entire baseball season. But let's go to the world of basketball. April 5th, 1967. How about another great one? Wilt Chamberlain, number 13. He hauled in an NBA record 41 rebounds against the defending champion Boston Celtics that day. Number 13 also scored 20 points as the 76ers handed the Celtics their third consecutive loss with a 115-104 final score in the Eastern NBA playoffs. Also, April 5th marks the date of one of the great football innovators. Yes, Glenn Scobie Pop Warner. Now, we're not going to talk too much about Pop Warner because we have quite a bit going on over on our Pigskin Dispatch side. Uh, today releases uh, you know, the big episode we've been advertising about with a historian and biographer of Pop Warner and also who hails from his hometown of Springville, uh, North New York. And that is Jeffrey Miller. He wrote a great book on it, Pop Warner, uh, on the life of the gridiron. And uh, you can make sure you can check out that great podcast over pigskindispatch.com or your favorite feed. Uh, should be able to find it very easily. And we'll go into April 5th on speaking of some football news. 1973, the National Football League officially adopted the numbering system for players that included having quarterbacks be 1 through 19 and the other playing positions having ranges of 
uniforms of numbers as well. Now we know this has been modified a little bit a couple years ago. They opened up those numbers to make it so the playmakers had a little bit more of a, a reign of numbers. And just this year, 2023, the number zero has been reinstituted. And uh, just a few weeks ago, and we have a great uh, episode on that, or actually a great post on that, over on jerseydispatch.com. Welcome back, the number zero. Now, the inspiration for this next segment comes from the vintagehockeyjerseys.net. Now, they have some great uh, things going on over there to talk about some day-to-day hockey history, and especially in the NHL. And uh, we'd love to pick a few things from them going on, so make sure you check them out, vintagehockeyjerseys.net. Uh, for their dates of April. And we're going to go to April 5th, 1966, and the National Hockey League Board of Governors officially granted St. Louis a franchise to be part of the league's new six-team six team expansion in October 1967. And that team, of course, was the St. Louis Blues. And they were named after a W.C. Hardy song, the St. Louis Blues. Now, this day in hockey history, April 5th, 1970, the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Montreal Canadiens 10-2, scoring a team record seven goals in the third period, including another team record of six goals in a span of nine minutes and 13 seconds. Now, that win uh, clinched them first place uh, for the Hawks, who uh, actually finished last in the previous season. So a a last to first kind of scenario uh, for the Blackhawks and beating a very good team in the Montreal Canadiens. Now, uh, we have mentioned it errantly yesterday, uh, Doug Favel uh, having his birthday. Well, this uh, hockey legend was born on April 5th, 1945 at St. Catharines, Ontario. He was the first goaltender to paint his mask. And we apologize for that error of saying that in yesterday's show. Now, another place we like to go is the 1980sbaseball.com. 80sbaseball.com is the name of the website. And that's our friend Jay Daniel has this site. Uh, We've talked to Jay on his great book, uh, Suds Series. And Jay has a a few birthdays from the 80s baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball players, Rennie Stennett, Kim Allen, uh, Jim Scranton, and Chris Carpenter all were born on April 5th played ball in the 80s. Also, Greg Smith uh, played for the Cubs, also born on that same day. And we had a big trade on April 5th, 1981. The Pirates traded Dave Dravecki to the Padres for Bobby Mitchell. And uh, that was a pretty substantial trade. Uh, We also saw some signings. April 5th, 1982, Baltimore Orioles signed Ross Grimsley to a free agent. He ended up going one and two in his final Major League Baseball season with the Cubs. I'm sorry, with the Orioles. And the Orioles also signed on 1988, six years later, April 5th, uh, Mickey Tettleton as a free agent. He hit 223 homers over the next 10 seasons. So that was a pretty good inking there by the Birds of Baltimore. And we also like to visit an NBA.com for this inspiration. Uh, 1981 on April 5th, the Philadelphia 76ers rejected an NBA playoff record of 20 shots in a 125-122 narrow victory over the Milwaukee Bucks at the Spectrum in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. This date in 1984... 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had his skyhook working that day as they downed the Utah Jazz in Las Vegas to surpass Will Chamberlain's career total of 31,419 points, becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader as the Lakers defeated the Jazz 129-115. Now, in April 5th, 1995, Charlotte limited the Philadelphia 76ers to a franchise low 66 points as the Hornets won 84-66 over the visiting Sixers. Now, this, the two teams combined for a low score, uh, 19 quarter, uh, second quarter points. Not a very good one to be watching as, as a fan in that one. And uh, that is uh, our sports history on the baseball front, the hockey front, and the uh, NBA front. And we want to go into talk about some of these great birthdays that we have today. How about this college football Hall of Famer, born April 5th, 1951 in Owasso, Michigan. Michigan State Spartans hard-hitting safety Brad Van Pelt was born. He, the 1972 season for Brad was a special one as he earned one of his two selections as an All-American, also became the first defensive back to ever gain attention as the nation's best player by winning the Maxwell Award. Van Pelt ended up uh, going into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2001. He was a five-time Pro Bowler in the NFL as he played for 14 seasons in a combination with the New York Giants, Cleveland Browns, and the Oakland Raiders. And of course, we already told you about uh, Pop Warner's birthday. You can catch up with more on that. We have uh, multiple posts this week, including the big one with uh, biographer Jeff Miller on the great football innovator. Now stay tuned tomorrow on jerseydispatch.com. We have a really special event for you. We are going to have uh, Paul Hembakides of ESPN, yeah, Hembo, who is Mike Greenberg's right-hand man on that show, Get Up. And him and Greeny wrote a book called Got Your Number, and uh, Hembo is coming on to talk about this, and it really talks a lot about jersey numbers and legendary players. Something is right up our alley. I think you'll really enjoy that. That comes out on April 6th tomorrow, uh, so make sure you check it out on a Sports Jersey Dispatch podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. Hope you join us each and every time that we have a new episode. And also, we thank you for joining this podcast and Pigskin Dispatch uh, podcast as we try to bring you some of the great events and legends in sports history. So till t- next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. We're dribbling around and see the shot clock's almost out, so we got to put up our shot and come back tomorrow for some more great sports history. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. 
Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.